0: Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V Vinci, registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. All right, now in the last month, we have been looking at the stages of change, the pleasure pain principle, which underpins our decision making, the motivation that is required to maintain the changes that we want and things that get in the way. And finally, when to let go, which is what we looked at last week. So, what's left to look at, I hear you ask? Well, change is not only a constant in our lives, it requires constant attention. I know, how annoying. Why can't we just make a change and be done with it? Well, because that's simple. And life isn't always simple. And you know what? I have been hearing this more uh, recently, but I hear it in clinic. I just want a simple life. But, you know, what even is that? People often look at their past self when they do this and they it's a time when things were easier for them or they can become attached to a picture of a time where there were less responsibilities, less work, more money, more time. But often the reality of that time is that they don't see what the picture didn't have. They don't see the part of them that had less responsibilities because they were on their own. They had less work because they were in school or they were out of work they had more time because there was nothing else to do they had more money because they didn't spend it or didn't have it so in a way it can be both an illusion and delusion so why is that well apart from the obvious answer that this is a great way to escape the shit of where we are at the time another answer is the way we think Now, I've spent six months introducing the areas where we have control as humans, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, but tonight I want to go a bit deeper into the thoughts box and look at one of the factors that can contribute to why some people do this. So we've often referred to some types of thinking as pessimistic or optimistic. Are you a glass half full or a glass half empty? So pessimism and optimism certainly explain our view of a situation, but behind that view is another layer, and a layer about the way we think about ourselves and our ability to change things within that view. So that is a whole other world of factors, and one of the main reasons I love this group and the ability to to discuss everyday topics we hear about on a much deeper level. So obviously, from the title of this live, you will have figured out by now the name of this thinking style in its fixed or growth mindset concept okay now growth mindset or fixed mindset i just want to i've just said that this is a layer of the way we think about ourselves and our abilities that shape our lives and we've got to ask can we can we actually change that can we can we look at it differently absolutely is the answer The way we think about our intellect and our abilities and our talents not only affects the way we feel, it can also affect what we achieve, whether we stick to new habits or if we go on to develop new skills. So a growth mindset means that you believe that your intelligence and talents can be developed over time. Now, a fixed mindset means that you believe intelligence is fixed. So if you're not good at something, you might believe you'll never be good at it. So one of the big complaints I have with the current mental health system is that although it says that it acts in a proactive way in reducing stigma and getting people to come forward, the system doesn't allow for this as unless you meet a criteria, you will not get the help you need at times, especially at the moment as the system is seriously under pressure and cracking. So this essentially means that you must be unwell enough to get help before you'll be looked at. Now, this does two things. One, you become worse because you do nothing, that you simply can't do anything. You're looking for changes, but there's nothing available to help you. So we know that if nothing changes, nothing changes and you will continue on the path. All right. Number two, you choose to become sicker to get the help you need think about that for a minute completely self-sabotaging but remember the original outcome or request is I need help so you will most often get what you ask for when you are clear with an outcome and you will do the actions to get what you want if you are asked to be at a certain level of illness to get help then that's what will happen now think about that because If we put our minds to often the outcome that we want, rather than the problem, we will generally get there. One of the missions that I set for headquarters when I started this company was for preventative health. That through the ability of a client to recognize and be in control of their thoughts, feelings, uh, their thoughts and feelings, that they will be able to achieve control of their emotional health and in turn, you will exert power over your mental health before it becomes a major problem. These two descriptions show the difference between fixed and growth. Because when you are in a fixed set and you think, I can't do anything else but this model, then you're in a fixed mindset, all right? Now, some places can keep us in a fixed. At HQ, I am all about growth mindset and encouraging people to adopt a, positive outlook but more to adopt an outlook on learning learning about yourselves and what's happened to you in your life so you can level up to your future so let's look at growth versus fixed mindsets and explore the science and see how people can change their mindsets over time science once told us that human brains stop developing in childhood however we now know that the brain is constantly evolving and changing many parts of the brain respond to experiences that our software can be updated through learning so many people still think that we are stuck with the talents and smarts we are born with they have a certain amount of intelligence and that's that the problem with this depending on when they reach their level then the goal becomes to look smart and all the time and never look dumb but even just saying that you can almost feel the weight of that statement apart from being impossible, it's exhausting. So for people with a growth mindset, they understand that not knowing or not being good at something can be a temporary state. So they don't feel they have to be ashamed or try to prove themselves. Now, our current school system utilises growth and fixed mindset Um, mindset concepts with students and students in a growth mindset understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort good teaching and persistence now this doesn't mean that people with a gross growth mindset assume that they could be the next Einstein there are still variables in what we can all achieve but a growth mindset simply means that people believe their intelligence and talents can be improved through effort and actions all right so a growth mindset recognizes that setbacks are necessary they are a part of the learning process and allow people to bounce back by increasing motivational effort which means if i stick with this i will understand eventually there is a great statement that goes with this that says there is no failure only learning this kind of mindset sees failings as temporary and changeable and as such a growth mindset is crucial for learning uh, resilience motivation and performance those who adopt a growth mindset are more likely to embrace lifelong learning It's really important you don't just learn for a finite period it's lifelong learning it depends on what you're learning at the time they also believe that intelligence can be improved they put in more effort to learn. They believe that effort leads to mastery. The more you do, the better you will be at it. They also believe that failures are just temporary setbacks. They view feedback as a source of information and they willingly embrace challenges. They also view others, other people's success as a source of inspiration and they view feedback as an opportunity to learn. Now, in a fixed mindset, people believe that attributes such as talents and intelligence are fixed. That's to say that they're either born with it or they're not. And they're born with a level of intelligence and natural talents that they reach in adulthood. That's it. There's no going any further. A fixed mind person usually avoids challenges in life where they think they aren't going to achieve. They give up really easily and they become intimidated or threatened by the success of other people. So this is in part because a fixed mindset doesn't see the intelligence and talent as something you develop. It sees it as something that you are. Fixed mindsets can lead to negative thinking. So for instance, if a person with a fixed mindset fails at a task and believes it's because they aren't smart enough to do it, whereas a growth mindset person might fail at the same task, and believe it's because they need to spend more time practicing so people with fixed mindsets believe that no matter how much effort they put in uh, individual traits cannot be changed and as a result they are more likely to believe intelligence and talent are static which means it's not going to move they will avoid challenges to avoid failure they ignore feedback from others They feel threatened by the success of others. So, you know, we can always, we can call that jealousy as well at times. They hide flaws so that they don't get judged by others. They believe putting in effort is worthless and you hear that, well, what's the point? Um, And this is a really big one. They view feedback as personal criticism. So you start to take things really, really personally and they give up super, super easily. Now, a psychologist named Dr. Dweck was the first to describe the growth mindset when she investigated why some people fail and why others succeed. And her research looked at why some students embraced failure and treated it as a learning experience. She found that it's more beneficial not to praise talent or natural abilities, but to praise the process. So in particular, effort strategies, persistence and resilience should be rewarded. And it is these processes that play a major role in school today by providing constructive feedback and creating a positive student teacher relationship, which is really good. The thing is, is that she did research later. And so what happens sometimes is that we've implemented one part of her initial research, but she she came back at a later date and I think it was like a few years later. And she noted that while effort is an important part of a growth mindset, it shouldn't be the main focus of praise. Effort should be a means to learning and improving so that you feel good in the short term and the long term. And this fits in with the pleasure pain principle that we've talked about. And we looked at that a couple of weeks ago. And in my opinion, this note can help resolve the everybody gets a medal problem. That we've got playing out in schools getting a medal if you do get get a medal if you do better next time if not then praise the effort and promote the next step don't just blanketly hand out things for effort so what are the benefits of a growth mindset Well, it has a positive effect on motivation and academic performance. Now, this academic performance doesn't necessarily mean school or university for me in this this context. For me, the positive effect a growth mindset has is that when we understand and realise that we have the ability to learn new things in different ways, and that there are several types of intelligence then the simple knowledge of this can significantly increase our motivation and enjoyment of life. And that way we may not be stuck where we are forever. And that way there is a way to learn something different. But guess what? There's added benefits too. Because it talks about reducing some of the side effects that I've mentioned over the last six months. So it reduces burnout, which is a lack of self-care. It will have, um, so positive, a growth mindset will have fewer psychological problems such as depression and anxiety simply because we can see a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not necessarily a train coming straight at you. Maybe it's just the other side. As a result of that, you will get fewer behavioural problems. Now, this can sound like it's addressed to kids and and students because it is a concept that's worked, um, utilised with kids. But in my world, people come to me because they're having problems with their thinking and they're telling me that as a result of that, they feel sad or anxious or depressed. That's what we're talking about. And I know that with any time that you've got people that are struggling with their thoughts and suppressing an emotion, then they're gonna behave exactly the way they feel. So if you're suppressing anger, you are going to start to act angry. If you're suppressing sadness you're going to act sad that doesn't mean it's putting on an act but we all know what sadness looks like it's crying it's tears it's why we say to people what is wrong what's going on and they can't tell you because they can often feel like they're stuck so working with a growth mindset is what I do so need to do a little bit more science now not sure whether people like the science bit or not to be honest but and it's funny because something i've heard a few times recently and it took me by surprise is that people don't expect the science bit from me and it seems that my style of counseling is either loved or hated or sometimes just simply surprising for people but it's not often associated with science but the reality is that for me the directness of my style is based in science. In fact, it's probably the one thing that art can be a big difference from traditional counselling with me. Often it's a very feeling-based occupation, and I can be quite the opposite. It doesn't mean I'm hard, but I can be the opposite of that because understanding of the science and the ability to observe emotions helps me simplify both to help others to do the same. So understand what's happening. And look at the feelings rather than become overwhelmed by them now after all that I like to offer a bit of science for that reason just in case you were wondering because everyone's asking me at the moment now the science researchers have found a link between growth mindset and the activation in two key areas of the brain so the one part of the brain that gets activated involves learning and control The other involves the error monitoring and behavioural adaptation. Basically, a growth mindset appears to be linked to higher motivation and error correction. All right, so we get motivated, we make a mistake, and we go, oh, shit, that was the wrong thing. Oh, well, I'll do it like this. And it's associated with lower activation in response to negative feedback. So if someone tells us we're doing something wrong and we go, Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Okay, I'll change that now, right? That's the growth mindset. So if you think about that and you flip it the other way, then you're going to see the fixed mindset and you're going to have to ask yourself, which one do I do? You might not do it every time. You might have a growth mindset at work and come home and have a fixed mindset. So you've got to look at where do I take things super personally? Am I taking it personally? Am I taking somebody going, hey, um, I didn't like the way you did that. Are you going to be taking that with a personal attack? Because it's funny when people come to me and I say, well, why'd you do that? That was a bit shit. They don't go running off and crying. They go, really? Why do you think that? Because they don't take it personally from me. They just go, they've come to me to go, what do you see? And that is what is the most important thing because what they've shown is that in growth-minded people, the brain is most active when a person is told how they can improve so for example tips on what to do better next time and so while those in fixed in the fixed mindset the brain is active when a person is being given information about their performance so the results of a test this suggests that people with a growth mindset are more focused on the process rather than the result so Can a person's mindset change? What do we think the answer is? Of course it can, because just as someone can grow and develop their intellect, a person is also capable of changing brain functions and their thinking patterns. Neuroscience shows us this, and it shows us that the brain continues to develop and change, even as adults. The brain is similar to plastic in that it can be remolded over time as new neural pathways form. So this has led scientists to identify the tendency of the brain to change through growth as neuroplasticity. So I don't know if you've heard it, but I hear it a lot. It's shown that the brain can grow new connections and strengthen existing ones and improve the speed of transmission, which means that if you're a person with a fixed mindset, You can absolutely slowly develop a growth mindset now in a way some of the lives that I've been doing are essentially about helping you build new pathways helping you look at an old problem a different way and that's how we build new pathways it start and and we solidify new pathways by acting on them going right I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna change it so is there a magic elixir to grow um growth mind growth mindset as much as you all want me to say it's vodka it's not so how do we develop this growth mindset We have a look what i've got in here rerouting the worn path that is etched in and not working absolutely That is exactly what neuroscience and neural pathways look like. Some of it, some of our neural pathways can be overdeveloped, which means that the parts that are getting us into trouble are like a bloody flowing river. And then the new pathways that we're trying to form are like a trickle from a tap and we need, and what will help form it is practice, practice, practice. So how do we do that? There are several ways, of course. None of them have vodka in them, but, you know, I'm always open to trying things. So number one, realize that scientifically you can improve. It's it's a really cool trick. If you think, you know what, I can do this, maybe there is hope, you will absolutely do it. So one of the most direct methods of fostering growth is understanding that our brains are built to grow and learn do this by challenging yourself with new experiences and you form or strengthen the neural connections to rewire your brain which in turn can make you smarter a deep ditch you need to redig. dig that's exactly right Sue. i'm reading out some of the comments that are coming through uh number two remove the fixed mindset in a voice so If these lives have given you nothing else, it will have taught you about the inner critic. We have a negative inner voice. It's this voice that acts against a growth mindset. By flipping thoughts such as I can't do this to I can do this if I keep practicing, you begin to nurture a growth mindset and challenge the inner voice. Number three, reward the process. Now i touched on this in Pleasure Pain. Society often rewards those who achieve excellent outcomes. And at the other end, we've begun to see the opposite, reward regardless of outcomes. But this can work against a growth mindset. Instead, reward the process and the effort. One study by Dr Dweck showed that rewarding effort over results on a math game improved performance. Number three, get feedback. So if you were in school, or even if you are currently in a traditional learning space, we would say actively seek feedback on your work. I mean, and I don't know for adults, but I've got obviously two kids in high school now and one of them will, will not go for feedback simply because she is that perfectionistic point where the thought of failure will stop her from actually doing anything. So, But when students are provided with progressive feedback about what they did well and where they can improve, it creates motivation to keep going. Feedback is associated with pleasure and it's it's a pleasurable dopamine response and it can enhance growth mindset. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This group is a non-traditional learning space. Yes, we are learning. Some are learning for the first time how to do their life choices differently by thinking differently. Some are learning for the first time that this learning even exists. So where do you get your feedback? Well, I'm going to have a chat with you about that at the end of this session. So number five, being brave enough to leave your comfort zone can help foster a growth mindset. So when faced with a challenge, try to choose the harder option that will allow you to grow. It's really, it's it's, it's hard when you're there. None of these are simple. If they were bloody simple, then I'd be out of a job. But giving you access to those, you know, go back and watch this because write them down. Get out of your comfort zone. Those little things, when you get stuck sometimes, it's those five little lists that you can go, what can I do differently? Pick one. And you are already challenging yourself to do something different. Now, the last one, accept failure as part of the process. You know, failures, setbacks and initial confusion are all part of the learning process. So when trying something new, see mistakes or occasional failures as learning opportunities remember the saying there are no failings only learnings try to enjoy the discovery process along the way it's hard it doesn't mean it will feel good all the time but the growth comes after the event a little bit like motivation so the wrap-up point five that's the one that asked you was talking about feedback I'll just go I know point number three get feedback That was what I was talking about with the feedback okay So where do you get feedback in this type of learning space, in an emotional sense? Well, you can go back and have a listen to one of the earlier lives or podcasts called The Blind Spot. So this is a way of gaining feedback about yourself to learn about yourself. However, it comes with a warning and I talk about the warning as well. So if you haven't heard Blind Spot, go back and have a listen to it. It can be a tricky learning space but i've got something in the pipeline that might just help out with this learning space because if i have been asked for anything this year it's this one question how can we work with you all right now what i've realized cuz you know some of you some of you guys are clients and some of you aren't some of you've never heard of me or never seen me before and this is your first introduction to me so sometimes i get you know you know half a dozen or three um you know 10 15 people on live at a time but the the watch rate for my videos is really quite high. So I know you guys are watching them and I get contacted all the time. Now, what I've realized is that there are far too many people for me to work with one-on-one. It is, it's just impossible. So after a crazy six months for me too, I am looking to release my new program that will work on a one-to-many concept so although places will be capped simply because I want to give a personalized service, it's not a free-for-all where you, you get in and, you know, it's a module thing. Well, I, I don't do it like that. This is not your average online course. You, you're going to get modules, but they don't come in an email. This is not a six-week change-of-life program. It's a high-touch, high-accountability, high-impact, high-transformation kind of program. However, before that gets released i'm going to be running a program we're calling bust your blind spot it's a masterclass. it's going to be run over five days it's via facebook just like this and it's going to be run over five days so it's an hour each time and you're going to learn about busting one of your blind spots okay now it's specifically designed to help you find something that you may not have noticed before, something that will help move your thinking from a fixed space to a growth space in a safe space. And this is the important bit, because feedback of this nature must be safe. You cannot go to a friend or a partner you currently have conflict with and say, hey, do you think I'm unreasonable? Because guess what? Open door to be criticised. Um, no, thank you feedback is not about criticism it is about learning if you are going to use the blind spot technique there were and there were instructions in the video for blind spot so podcasters go back and listen to the the um the podcast episode but if you want to get access to some of the resources you'd have to jump into the group which is no problem you're welcome to do that but Go, but you've got to do that really, really carefully. you find somebody who's going to help you, not hinder you. Now, why am I telling you this now? Because this program hasn't been released yet. And I want to give you guys a way to opt in first before anybody else as a thank you, because this will allow me to know who's registered even before it's been released and can help me offer you founding membership when the program actually opens. I'm not going to be doing that for everybody. The launch is being planned for mid-January, fingers crossed, peoples. Registering your interest does not sign you up. You're not signing up for anything. It just gives you the opportunity to be kept up to date with what's happening and know before the launch happens. So in the next couple of days, a link will be placed directly into the community group or if you are listening to the podcast, it will be in the episode details which will take you to a registration page i am actually super excited about this and you're going to hear more along the way and can i say this would not have occurred one without crazy COVID, and two without you guys so watch this space so i hope this has been interesting for you i ask yourself am i fixed in my mindset am i growth in my mindset i find with most people it's a bit of a combination you might apply a growth mindset in one place but not necessarily another the thing is is that when you become aware of the concept of growth and fixed and you also become aware of where you may be fixed or may be growth you immediately turn on growth mindset so if you start looking at it from a different perspective and you go oh my god and you become curious about that you have immediately gone into your growth mindset. When people are not aware of it, and they have a fixed mindset, we see that the fixed mindset starts to overtake all the areas. So where they might've been growth at one point, over a period of time, it can become fixed. So it sort of is a little bit sneaky, a bit like smoke. So the very fact that I get to teach you about the fixed or growth mindset and apply it to An Adult life rather than a student's life because that's pretty much where we see fixed or growth mindset You've probably heard of it at school with your kids if you've got kids Otherwise, it's not something that people apply to themselves So it's super super cool to have a look at no questions coming in. I'm gonna let you guys go You can flick me questions anytime that you want Um, And I might be changing it up as of next week as well so as we come up to Christmas I've had a few requests to do some topics, so I'm going to start with them and then I'm going to pick up some of these later next year, early next year. We're going to have a whole new set of topics, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to give a bit of a recap of what we learned and we're going to start off. But this, the last couple of weeks, I'm going to do a couple of things and I'm going to focus them around dealing with Christmas. Dealing with COVID Christmas is even different again. But dealing with Christmas, because you know what? Christmas is not all happy, fun and games for a lot of people. So join me next week. I will see you then. Thank you very much.